warm welcome to Pastor David Grande. It's a good day to be alive. Amen. Amen. Regardless of what goes on around you, you have the Holy Spirit in you. I just want to remind you who lives in you. He's greater. That's it. I'm getting a lot of amens already. Uh-huh. Well, thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. Um... My wife, Julie, right there. We're going on 51 years. 51. Last year was 50. Those of you who know us, now we're going on 51. And I don't know how she did it. I mean, this crazy Italian, I don't know how she, well, anyway, she's a woman of God anyway. Let me tell you a little joke. People ask us, well, what, you've been married 50 years, and we say, yeah, well, what'd you do on your 25th? And I said, we went to uh, China on a missions trip. And they said, wow, well, what'd you, what'd you do on your 50th? I said, I went to get my wife. You heard that before, right? Okay. Before I get to the message, you can open your Bibles to the Gospel of Matthew, uh, chapter 11, and I'll get to that in a moment. But before I do, I want to kind of set the stage uh, for the message that God has given me for you and me. And the uh, before I get to that passage, I want to give you a little bit of history behind the scripture. When we read the Bible, we really don't know what was happening in the day. We have an idea by what persecution, the early church, and so on and so on. But let me just uh, enlighten you, if I may. The history behind this passage that I'm going to share with you in a moment, that would be um, verse 28 of Matthew 11, and I'll get to that. But the history here, what was it like? What was it that caused Jesus to pronounce, to announce this divine proclamation? We have to understand what was happening around him and around the people. Jews and Gentiles. The time of Jesus and the people, Rome dominated human life. They dominated almost the entire world. Tiberius Caesar was a very wicked, sick-minded individual. And he ruled almost the entire world. Human life was worth very little. Life expectancy was less than 40 years much less 
if one would step out of line and would anger the Roman power. Presidents Lincoln and President Kennedy both believed that Jesus was God. We have a Republican and a Democrat. But both believed that Jesus was God. I just threw that out there. You can do it what you what you want with that. And both were assassinated for holding that truth. Basically, that was the bottom line. For those who opposed Rome, they opposed Caesar. Persecution, prison time. Now, prison time is not like what you we hear about today. Cable TV, whatever it is. This was dungeon time. This is where muck and mire and rats manifested. Death to whoever opposed Roman rule. Persecution to anyone who dared think different. Am I getting, are you getting a familiar message here concerning of what we're dealing with around the world today? That's okay, because greater is he who is in you. If you dare speak differently, children were taken from their families and their parents to work in slave camps to pay taxes that their families owed. That's true. They would come and take your kids. Human life meant nothing to Tiberius Caesar. Suddenly, out of nowhere, came John the Baptist. In this particular time, he had one message. That message was, Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. And he was beheaded for speaking truth. Suddenly a light came into the world. Behold the Lamb of God. Suddenly a light rebuked darkness. One who offered a different way of life, a kingdom not of this world, not to bow down to a ruling government, but only to bow down before the creator of heaven and earth, a kingdom that is not of this world. You are a part of that kingdom. When light came into this world, then and now, darkness is terrified. So it is today. When you speak truth, when you speak the word of God, you are speaking power. You are a child of God. Salvation does not come from any government or any leader. Darkness is always offended when light shows up. And this, these in darkness will always try to put out the light. Then in Bible days and today, right now, in this world. 
Now that was just somewhat of a setup of what I would like to share with you. Matthew chapter 11 verse 28. Let me just say this, when this so-called, when, when COVID, it wasn't called COVID when it first came out, it was called Corona. Do you remember that? Corona. And I'm thinking Corona, I'm thinking of a Corona beer and a shot of tequila. I mean, that's what people were talking about. I said, what Corona? I have a whole case of Corona. So anyway... That's what was going on. But what was happening in many churches across the land, I've seen it firsthand, they, they began to be afraid because the government was going to come in and shut them down. But not here. You didn't shut down here. You didn't shut down here. You know why? Because you got a pastor who leads you who has guts. He has guts. Just to let you know, I've known him now for 45 years and he is not ordinary. <laughs> An invitation across the nation is the title of this message. Matthew chapter 11. A very familiar passage of scripture. We've all read it many times. In times of Tiberius Caesar, Jesus stands up and, sh and says, Come to me. All, say all, all who are weary and heavy laden or burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you shall find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my load is light. When Jesus says, come to me all, that means whoever. That means be bold. That word all means whosoever. Saved, unsaved, backslidden, sick, healthy, greedy, wealthy, poor. It doesn't matter. He's saying all. Now the Greek Definition for that word all means this. Be bold, and when you come to me, have confidence that I am he. This is all about Jesus, folks. Our life is all about him. Invitation across the nation, come to me, all who are weary. Another translation reads, all who work to exhaustion. All who are heavy laden or burdened, and I shall give you rest. And yet, another translation, I love this one, in the, uh, the Bible, the promise, reads this way. If you are tired from carrying heavy burdens, come to me and I will give you rest. In the Living Bible, it translates this way. Come to me and I will give you rest, all of you who work so hard beneath a heavy yoke. Yet another translation of the scripture, they all mean the same, they speak the same, they're just worded a little different. The Amplified Bible reads this way, come to me all you who labor, who are overburdened, and I will cause you to rest, and I will ease, relieve, and refresh your souls. Question is, what are you waiting for? 
an invitation across this nation. Because of this three-letter word, all, everybody, means men, women, children, all of you. All of you means I want all of you, not just a part of you. When you come to me, I want all of you, every part of you. Give me all of your attention. And I hear the Holy Spirit saying, what are you waiting for? You see that word all means everybody. Race, color, creed, unsaved, saved. If you're troubled, if you're worried, if you're fearful, if you're confused, if you're discouraged, if you're backed up against the wall, you don't know what to do, which way to turn, Jesus is saying, what are you waiting for? Everybody come to me. In the midst of a storm of life, and maybe some of you are facing those storms right now. Right now you're facing storms. He says the same thing. What are you waiting for in the midst of the storm? It doesn't necessarily mean a physical storm. Many of you are mentally exhausted. And don't tell me you aren't. You're mentally anxietied, worried, fearful about tomorrow. You were worried about yesterday and today's today. And yesterday is already gone. And what you were worried about never came to pass. Come close to me, he's saying. Come back to me. Pride, intellect, a religious spirit, traditions of man, man-made rules will keep many from coming to Christ. I see it every day. To find rest. It's not enough to read this passage. It's not enough to memorize it and say to ourselves, peace and rest is what I need. That's not enough. Your soul must literally crave for the peace that God offers. My peace I give to you, not as the government gives to you. I don't care who is there. Listen to me. I don't care who's there. They never pay my electric bill. They pay yours. Peace is what we need. Your soul must crave for that. In other words, don't give it a second thought. Obey the command that Jesus so graciously gives, the invitation. You must have an inward desire to accept, and I like this word, Kathleen, majestic invitation. Pastor Verzelli Sr. used that word majestic so many times. Oh, I didn't forget. So much has changed rapidly in our nation. Now I hear our military running out of bullets. <laughs> I mean, when I was in in 1968 and 69, we had so many bullets we didn't know what to do with. I still believe in a strong military. I always will. But listen to me. America, America is changing rapidly. Increase in lawlessness. That's the word of God, not mine. Everywhere. Once again, we see the command, we see the divine invitation, come to me, all means just what it says. All of you who carry that burden of sin, 
all of you who carry that burden of habits. Sinner, backslider, I don't care who it is. Before I accepted Christ in my life 42 years ago, I would lie to cover another lie. I ran out of so many lies, I forgot what I was lying about. Then all of a sudden, I was telling the truth, which I didn't want anybody to hear at that particular time. The truth. (laughs) Slaves of the enemy are what sinners are dealing with right now. The invitation, come to me, goes all across this nation of ours. Every town, every city, every suburb, every state, every county. Every town, the invitation remains the same. Come to me. I will give you rest. I will take away the burdens, even self-inflicted burdens. How does he do it? You just have to believe who he is. He who comes to God must believe that he is God. He's God. Do you know that when he performs a miracle, it's finished, it is done? When he called Lazarus out from the tomb, wow. That was power out of proportion, folks. Fruitless cares, fruitless pursuits, that's what I was into. Talking about anxieties, I used to have anxiety attacks. I didn't know where they came from. All of a sudden, I would be like crazy until I came to Christ and I found out that he is, he is the awesome peace that I was looking for. Come to me, this passage of scripture is crying out. It's crying out to the White House, to the Senate, to the Congress, to every local politician. God is your provider. He's crying out to the Pentagon, to every person behind bars, to everyone on the street. Jesus, by his spirit, all across this land is saying, come to me. You can't make it without me. I and only I can give you rest that you need. Don't turn me down. I love you. I'm waiting for you. My hand is out. Put your hand in mine. I'll lead you, guide you, keep you. I'll take care of you. I'll watch your back. I'll provide for you. I'll heal your mind. I'll heal your body. I'll protect you. I'll give you wisdom. I'll teach you. I'll help you. I'll be there for you all the time. I have no other message in my ministry of preaching now for 40 years No other message but him. I'm not a counselor. I don't preach half-hearted stuff. I know what's real. And I know that when I leave this life, I'm going to heaven. I don't know who's there. I don't care who's there. All I know is I'm going to be there. I'll help you. I'll help you all the time. All across this nation, come to me before it's too late. And it's never too late until it's too late. My return is soon. Stop trusting in the arm of flesh, the power of man. Don't you know and understand that my power is unlimited? What are you waiting for? 
Come to me, all of you. The tempted, the troubled, come to me. Jesus alone gives this invitation, and the Lord is saying, you cannot help yourself. Believe in my love and my power to help you. I'm waiting for you. Don't let my promise pass you by. When he says, I'll be there for you all the time. Now, you know, I mentioned uh, the last time I preached here last year, I mentioned uh, Marvin Gaye. Ain't no mountain high enough. Ain't no valley low enough. Ain't no river wide enough that I can't get to you. Let me give you another one. I'll be there for you all the time. Takes me back, takes me back <laughs> to the Motown days. I didn't like the Beatles. I, I, I didn't go for that, whatever that was. Who would ever name a group the Beatles? Now, when you get a group called the Four Tops, now you're talking about something. <laughs> they had a song called Reach Out. Reach out. I'll be there. Just recently, I, I heard that song on the radio. And I said, man, if they only knew what they were saying. If you feel like you can't go on, reach out. I'll be there. Can you get that? You get a hold of that? You're weary. You're worn out. You're worn down, you're fatigued, you're exhausted, you're trying too hard, you're impatient, uninterested, dissatisfied, you're dissatisfied with life. What's he saying? Come to me and I'll give you life to the fullest. What are we waiting for? Let me give you a statement that Pharaoh said to Moses back in Exodus chapter 5. You know what he said? He said, who is the Lord that I shall listen to his voice? Sounds familiar. That's all across America. Who's he? Why should I listen to him? No thought of God whatsoever. He was a very stubborn man, wasn't he? Who's the Lord that I should obey his voice? And then we know what happened. All the plagues came. All the plagues came where? On Egypt. But in the land of Goshen, the people of God were protected. Plagues did not touch the land of Goshen. And that's where we live in the spirit realm. We live in Goshen. I don't care what plagues are going on around me. They are not coming to my house. Nor your house. Nor this house. Plague, not only does it mean disease or whatever it means, it also means as low as one can go. Plague means walked on, walked over, trampled down, run down, weighed down, mistreated, abused. That's what plague means. Weary, plagued with cares, plagued with worry, plagued with sorrow, plagued stricken in tears, despair, torment of the mind, which is the worst. 
Because the mind is the devil's playground and you cannot MRI the mind. The brain, yeah, but not the mind. You can't x-ray the mind. And it's usually what happens is your mind begins to wander away and your imagination begins to rise. We have the mind of Christ. Pastor Rizzelli has been teaching on that the past month. The mind of Christ. Do you want to know what the mind of Christ is? The mind of Christ is this. That you have the peace of God within you that calms the storm out of you. In other words, when Jesus calmed the storm at sea, the, the, the apostles were trying to wake him up. Get up! Get up! <laughs> he was sleeping. Did it sound like he was worried? He was asleep on a pillow. They came and said, Master, Master, don't you care that we're perishing? He gets up, he stands up in the boat, and he said, Peace be still. That was the end of the storm. You see, it was the peace that Jesus had in him that calmed the storm of the sea. When you calm a storm in your life, it's the peace that overrules that storm in your life because you know that Jesus, who is the Prince of Peace, is living in you and that peace is going to calm the storm. What are you worried about? We all have burdens to carry. We all know someone who used to go to church. We, we all know children who are backslidden, rebelling everywhere across the nation. You're not alone. Here's what Hebrews chapter 11 says. Chapter 2. Today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts, as when they provoked me as in the day of trial. You want to know how to get through a trial? A test. Don't talk about it. Don't talk about it. Oh, I'm going through this and I'm going through that. Oh, the devil's attacking. He's a punk. How can he attack you who's greater in you than he is in the world? Great. The devil's attacking. The devil's attacking. Let him attack. Attack him back. You say, how? Speak in tongues. He don't know what to do then. You're confusing him to no end. That's the only language that he doesn't understand, by the way. You speak in tongues, you submit to God and he flees. Hallelujah. If you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts. As I swore in my wrath, they shall not enter my rest. It's even true today in modern Israel. They have yet to accept the Messiah. Can I tell you, there'll never be unity between Israel and Syria and every Never. There will never, never, never be peace. You say, that's, that's sounding pretty, uh, you're doubting. No, no, that's the word. You don't accept the Messiah. That's all you got is misery. They were not en able to enter his rest. Why? Because of their unbelief. They simply didn't believe that God could.
He will test you for one reason and one reason only, so that you can draw closer to him. Don't try to find out why you're going through this and why you're going through that, why your kids are rebelling, why this, why that, blah, 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 blah. Oh, my God, I don't know what to do. What am I going to do? You know what you do? You submit. Start praising them. The devil hates praise. You say, well, I'm not in church. Praise him at home, anywhere, in your car. Finally, God does not govern his people like a dictator. Psalm 116, verse 5 through 7, gracious is the Lord and righteous and compassionate. Now listen to this. I was brought low, which means mental depression. That's what that means. This is written by David. I'm telling you, if anyone was to be depressed, it was him. I was brought low, and he saved me, and he preserved me. And then he says, return to your rest, O my soul, for the Lord has dealt bountifully with me. In other words, to return somewhere, you have to leave somewhere. You left home to come to church. So when you leave church, you're going to go home. That word means return to my rest, which means many of us have left that rest and tried to work it out ourselves. There's no professionals in here or up here. Let me listen. It's the word of God, period. In other words, why go anywhere else? Let me break it down. The Lord is gracious and righteous and compassionate. I was brought low. I was so depressed I didn't know what to do. My mind was someplace else. My mentality was like, I, I, I'm simply, I just don't care. Once subjected to earthly fears, worry and fear, oppression, depression, means burdens, heavy laden. But God, but God came in on the scene. You or I cannot change anybody's heart. That person who's struggling, that person who inflicts themselves with wounds of the mind, that person must come to the truth, must come to the light and be delivered. And stick with the Lord, not just passing. Return to his rest. When there's a call going out across the nation, the Holy Spirit is calling to those who know him now, to those who once knew him and walked away, to those who just don't know Jesus, the call remains the same. This word will never change. Come to me, all you all weary and heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. Many have tried to rest on their own. It doesn't work. I can't tell you how many times 
Brother Frank, that I was driving up 680 back in 1979, 1980, booking football and doing everything else to do. And I can't tell you how many times I grabbed hold of a fifth of booze, unopened, and threw it out the window on 680. And I said, I quit. A week later, I do the same thing. A week later, I do the same thing. I grabbed a fifth of booze, throw it out the window, broke all over 680. I didn't care. But that day in November of 1981, I never took a drink to this day. I never bet on another team, and I never sipped another ounce of wine, never. And I never smoked another cigarette and never used profanity ever again. Here I am, come back is what he's saying. The Holy Spirit is calling all across this nation. Man, I sure hope Washington and all of our local politicians hear this. They cannot change you. You need my help, is, Jesus, is what the Lord is saying. By coming to him, staying with him, he will free you from immeasurable burdens. Only if you believe. Partial rest right now. Eternal rest comes later. Can't even imagine what that's going to be like. Sometimes I try to imagine that, you know. I like to think of who I know. I know that's in glory right now. Pastor Vizzelli is one. Joe Sorrell is another one. I mean, we can keep going on, and you know somebody too as well. Many. You know what I feel? That when I die, 60 seconds later, I'm in heaven. I can see all those guys standing there. <laughs> what a reunion. Think of it. We were waiting for you. <laughs> the reason why I use so many scriptures is very simple. The devil hates the word of God. He hates the word. And I got news for him. I hate him. I hate him, period. I can't stand him. He's sloppy. He's filthy. He's rotten. There's no truth in him. Jesus says this, come to me, I'll give you rest. Goes this way. I love it when he screams out. I mean, he literally screamed out. Jesus screamed out. He yelled out, if any man is thirsty, let him come to me and drink. You know why he used that? You know why he said that? Because on the last day of the great feast, seven days of tradition, seven day, morning, noon, and night, seven days of just nothingness and on the last day of the great feast everybody's just walking away going back to work going back doing their own thing and Jesus stands up where are you going if any man is thirsty don't build a booth in the wilderness come to me and I will quench your thirst listen folks it's Jesus period period. Psalm 63, verse 1, in a dry and weary land where there is no water, come to me, America. Come to me, my people. Come to me, my church.
I love you so much and I will give you drink and a rest from your weariness. Come to me, everyone who thirsts. Come to me. If you are in a place, whether it's mental, seems to be the call of the hour in these last days, mental, your mind will take you in another direction if you let it. Your imagination will put you in a grave and you'll live another 30 years because you thought you were going to die today. <laughs> the imagination needs to be torn down. All who are weary and heavy laden, burdened, can't do nothing about your situation. You can't do anything about your situation. Who do you think you are? I gave you life and I give it to you to the fullest. Why are you in waiting? Which, what, what, why not come to me? What do you got to lose? Let's all stand. Oh, there is no other message. There's no other message that I carry. Can I just tell you that that Greek translation of that word all means Jesus said this. If you are plagued with worry and you're plagued with fear and uncertainties. I'm standing right here and I'm waiting for you. You know uh, where I learned to give Hebrew and Greek translations from senior and junior. You'll find out that these guys did word studies all the time. I love word studies. That word all means plague. Plagued with worry and fear. Plagued with torments of the mind. Plagued with illness. Plagued because you're so worried about your children or your grandchildren. Plagued on how you're going to Pay the mortgage payment. In 42 years, I never missed a mortgage payment yet. And I never made more than $16,000 a year. That's right. But you know something? God said, I'll supply everything you're ever going to need. We are entering into a time right now as I speak in this nation of ours that it's Jesus that's only going to take care of you. That's, right. that's it. Come on down. The altars are open. Come on. Come on. What are you waiting for? Come on. You need to line up. I'm going to pray for everybody here. Come on. Don't let intellect stand in the way. Don't let that proud spirit stand in your way. Don't, don't let that, oh, I can do it on my own, stand in the way. You can't do anything on your own. 
the darkest hour is just before dawn, just before dawn, just before that sun comes up is the darkest hour of the night. That devil loves to play games with your brain. Greater is he who's in this place right now. You know, when, when Kathleen Brazili was playing the piano this morning, I walked in, I sat down, and that familiar song came to my eye, and I began to weep right there because he lives. Them oldies but goodies, I tell you, are powerful. Because he lives, I can face tomorrow. Sometimes I dare the devil to play games. Amen. Father, today, we are so grateful. We may not have a lot, but we have everything we need. You have promised us that you will take care of us, that I will supply your needs. If you don't hear the Lord answering your prayer right away, you know what that means? That means he's listening. That's what it means. He's a good father. He listens. And then when he says the time is right, that's when the prayer is answered. Oh, hallelujah. Let the church stand tall. Let the church, let everything else going on around you, but let it go. We are here in church as one. It takes guts in this day to follow the Lord. It takes guts. Be a Marine. Take the land. Thank you, Father. Altogether worthy, all together. 